What specifically would you do that you aren't currently able to because your health condition is holding you back? Welcome to Balance Health Now podcast. I'm your certified functional nutrition health coach and host, Sydney Torres. My passion is helping moms with SIBO, aka small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, find their underlying root causes. My other passion is speaking to other health and wellness warriors who share the same vision, wellness for all. We chat all things A to Z on holistic health and wellness, providing holistic and science-based solutions to help you reclaim your health so you can live, feel, and transform into the best version of you. If you don't have your health, then what do you have? The first step is up to you. I release new episodes every Wednesday. Hope to see you inside. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only. The content should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure any medical or psychological disorder. Hello and welcome to Balance Health Now podcast. I'm your certified functional nutrition health coach and your host, Sydney Torres. Today, I get to hang out with Corey Zacher, and we're going to be talking all about stress, clarity, balance, and how to delegate so you could bring more well-being into your life. Hi, Corey. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Sydney. Thanks for having me. Oh, you so, you're so welcome. Um, I just want to share a little bit about you. You are a business consultant and strategist. You're a certified positive psychology coach. You specialize in helping women entrepreneurs grow and manage their business while reducing their stress and overwhelm. So um, that's just a little bit about you. I would also like to hear your story and how you got to where you are today. Sure, absolutely. Um, Well, I live in Los Angeles, and the rumors are all true about the traffic here, as I'm sure (laughs) you know, Sydney. Um, I was working in a corporate job that actually I really loved. I loved our mission, and I loved the people, but it required me to commute over three hours a day in Los Angeles traffic. So I was doing that, working long hours. Um, It might be a little bit of a generalization, but as women, I think we are amazing multitaskers. So I also was, you know, raising my son, I have a family, um, doing all the things. And I soon became pretty overwhelmed and burnt out from doing that. So I decided to leave that corporate job and start my own business. The problem is that I started my business and got into the same place, got into those same overwhelmed burnout problems because I figured, well, it's my business. I have to do everything behind the scenes and I have to serve my clients And I have to stay up late hours working and making money and all those things. And I was getting really dangerously close to that burnout place again. So I decided something had to change. And I really took some time to think about, okay, what are the best ways that I can still have this business that I love, but also take care of myself and have the time in my life to have some nice balance that doesn't lead me to burn out. 
So, you know what, it's just um, the first thought that just came to my mind is having your cake and getting to eat it too. Um, I I, I do believe that is 100% possible. So could you just expand a little bit more on how you climbed your way out of the overwhelming and the burned, the being burned out? Sure, there were a couple of different ways that I did it. One of them was really coming to the realization that I didn't have to do everything myself and that there had been other women before me that had run successful businesses and not been all overwhelmed and burnt out. So I sought out help. I engaged in Facebook groups, um, asking for advice there. Um, I joined a mastermind, which was a group of female entrepreneurs that were supporting each other. And we were led by a coach who were, who gave us great tips on how to run your business and how to seek out help. I also realized I was doing all the tasks for my clients myself, as well as doing everything in my business myself, the bookkeeping and the scheduling and all, all the paperwork and all the things it takes. So I hired a virtual assistant for a few hours a week to help support me that way. So that was the business logistics part of it. And then I also really made an effort to engage in self-care as much as I could. And that's a term that I think is thrown around. You hear it all the time today, self-care, but what does that mean? Um, So I had to get kind of strict with myself in that I would put self-care on my calendar, even if that self-care was something really simple like, take a 15 minute break and walk the dog, go outside in the sunshine. I had to put it on my calendar and make sure I honored it. You know, oftentimes we can make plans for ourselves. Oh, I'm gonna go out and take a yoga class or go swimming or take a nap or whatever, whatever your version of self-care is. And then something else comes up that, and you give those other things priority over taking care of yourself. So I had to become disciplined at saying, nope, this is my time. And what made it easier and easier was every time I did it, I came back feeling better. And I was able to work better, be more present for my family, be better at what I was doing for my clients. And I said, ah, this really has to be a priority in my life. So I made sure that happened. Yeah, and just to stock a little bit on the self-care, something just like personally that I was doing, I was always, I would always put my self-care on my to-do list and it, it got overlooked so many times, mm-hmm. but now I put it on my calendar. And if it's on my calendar, for me, it's an absolute must. So I just, um, I just encourage everybody listening right now, if you do happen to put your self-care on your to-do list, maybe think about putting it on your calendar and just really taking the time, like Corey said, to honor yourself and just to honor that time that you have delegated um, to yourself because we cannot pour from an empty cup. Absolutely, absolutely. And if it seems like something you won't do, I mean, I work specifically with women who are kind of multitaskers and do all the things and are overwhelmed. So even the idea of like, what? Take 15 minutes out to go take a walk. I couldn't possibly fit that into my day. Start in smaller increments. You know, then I tell them like, okay, your homework this week is every day, take a five minute break, whether that's to step outside or just take a few deep breaths or grab a snack, whatever it is. If you do it in these small increments and then 
slowly build up, um, that's kind of an easier way for some people to approach it. Yeah, I like the small, um, the small subtle changes because you know, five minutes here, five minutes there, it, it's gonna start to add up. And then eventually you'll be able to get to that 15 minutes. And then too, a lot of times people have that mindset like, oh, well, I can't take 15 or five minutes to myself. If you actually do take that time for yourself and you do get outside and you do step away from whatever task you are doing, that is just going to give you more, it's just kind of like that reset that you need. So you'll be more productive in the long run. Yes, I have always found that to happen. And I'm happy to say I did it consistently enough that I don't even put it on my calendar anymore. It just has become a part of my day. So, um, you know, every once in a while I have to remind myself if I have a really busy day, but, but if you do it consistently enough, it will become habit. Yes, exactly. So um, we tend to focus on negative, uh, negative things, especially when we are stressed out. Um, what are some simple, easy ways to counteract all that negative stuff? Yeah, that's a good one. And, you know, as you mentioned, when we started, I am a positive psychology coach. And a lot of people think like, oh, is that all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns all the time? Like, <laughs> I can't possibly be happy all the time. And it's not really about that. It's more about getting clear on what your strengths and values are, um, which is, I think, another really good tip for, especially for uh, people who own their own business, or it could, it could work for anyone, really. Um, knowing what you're really good at and what lights you up what brings you joy, what's easy for you will help you make a lot of decisions going forward. So we have what's called a negativity bias. Like you said, we often think of all the things that can go wrong or will go wrong or have gone wrong. Um, and I always encourage everyone to let's flip that a bit and bring in some gratitude and think about the things that bring you joy and use those as tools. Like, for example, if there's something that you really despise doing, like, I don't know, I'll pick anything, laundry, that's not one of my favorites. Um, there's something in positive psychology called positivity booster habits. So you think of things that bring you joy. For me, it's music. So if I have this amazing playlist on my phone and I put my AirPods in and then tackle the laundry that way, so I can kind of dance around and listen to the music and do it just brings a negative, it brings positivity to that negative thing. Um, if there's something, you know, a task you don't like doing at work that you have to do, and you know, um, getting back to a walk outside, like if I go outside for five minutes, get some sunshine, a few, a few deep breaths, I can come back and tackle that. Um, there are just lots of ways we can inject positivity into our daily lives that will help kind of outweigh the negative because um, there's actually, and it's been scientifically studied, it's called the positivity ratio. And it says for every one negative thought we have, we need three positive thoughts to counteract that. So it's always good to have in your toolbox, a list of things that bring you joy. But you know what? I like that. I like the, uh, I like the positivity booster habits, how you put in your, um, like that uplifting music. Do you have mm -hmm. any, besides the music, do you have any other um, positivity boosters that you personally um, use as well? 
Yeah, for me, cooking. Um, I love just getting into the kitchen and and making something delicious and not always healthy. Sometimes it's really healthy <laughs> and sometimes it's chocolate chip cookies. Um, that'll make me happy. I also, you know, we were talking about doing things in small increments before. I'm a big fan of seven minute workouts. It's an app on my phone and literally I set it for seven minutes and I play some music and you go through some exercises and it just kind of boosts my mood, makes my body feel better. Um, there's a lot of little things you can do that add up to really boost your positivity. Yeah. And you know what I'm starting to learn like more and more in my life, because I used to always have the mindset like, oh, longer is better. Um, Me too. But you know what? I'm, I'm finding out that if I do things in short little increments, that just works so much better for me. And it just kind of like takes the pressure off of me mentally, which, which same has really, really helped me. Same. Like, you know, it's always, it's important to keep moving and get exercise. And I was always in the mindset of, well, I have to take an hour and a half yoga class or, you know, an hour long Pilates class, something. And then I would be kind of drained and exhausted at the end of it and say, okay, really being honest with yourself and say, is this working for me? Is this serving me? And those small increments can really make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. So um, can you talk about how to go from crazy to calm? <laughs> crazy to calm, yes. And I do have a guide, a guide on that that I'm happy to share with your audience. And calm is actually an acronym. And it stands for clarity, action, leverage, and mindset. So this guide is full of tips and tools and exercises to help you get there. And one of, one of the exercises that is my favorite that is in there is what I call the yay, nay, giveaway exercise. And this can be used in your personal life or, or business. And what you do is you take a piece of paper or a document on your laptop and you make three columns, yay, nay, giveaway. In the yay list, you list things that you love doing, like we were talking about before, things that you're good at, things that time flies and you don't even realize it because it's just, you're in your zone. Um, and again, it can be business tasks, it can be personal tasks. Then in the nay list, all those things that drain you, that take away energy, that maybe you feel like you have to do, but you can't stand doing it, whether it's you know, balancing your checkbook or, um, doing billing in your business or doing the laundry, whatever it is, put that in the nay list. Then giveaway is look at all those things in your nay list. What can you delegate or what can you get rid of altogether? It's just a simple, quick exercise to say like, like I know in my business, I said, I can do my bookkeeping. I'm pretty good with numbers, but I really hate it. It drains me. And I know it takes me way longer than it would take a professional. So that's something I decided to outsource in my business. Um, and then I worked with a woman recently who had a, two businesses of her own and just had a, a new baby a few months ago. And we did the yay nay giveaway exercise and she realized she needed a combination of kind of a personal assistant to help around the house, help her with the baby and someone that maybe could do some business tasks for her too. So it just gives you clarity on okay, what are ways I can make changes in my life to go from this crazy nonstop doing everything to this place of calm? So that's one of the exercises that's in that crazy to calm guide. 
And I, I bet you it probably helps too, just to actually visually see it written down on the paper instead of trying to like figure out, trying to do, do like the list in your head. Yes, exactly. So I just kind of want to um, talk about delegation a little bit more. How, how would someone delegate when, when they're kind of like a control freak and <laughs> you just are like, ah, I can't, I can't let somebody else do it because they're not going to do it as well as I can. What are some tips maybe you, what are some tips that you can suggest to start to ease up on that control? I think we're coming back to a common theme that you and I've been talking about so far, and it's doing it small increments at a time. And I have had people say to me those exact same words. I am, they literally say, I'm a control freak. No one can do it as well as I can, or I always have to have my hands in it. I think if you start small, for example, if you own a business and you're doing everything in it, and I often recommend you can hire a virtual assistant for two hours a week. It may cost you like $50 a week to do that. Um, and give he or she some small tasks for you to do. Like, you know what? Can you do the scheduling for a few of these clients and see how it goes and see how you feel? Check in with yourself. And when you start getting the proof that, oh yeah, I don't have to have my eyeballs on every little thing and it gets taken care of, it gives you more space for creativity in your life, in your business, for relaxation, for self-care. When you start reaping the rewards of delegation, that's when you learn like, aha, I don't have to control everything and look at all the benefits I'm getting from it. Right, okay. My next question I have for you is, could you make the connection between time management and mindset? Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's, again, I know the issue that I had was always, um, I can do everything myself. You know, and what's that expression? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Um, so time management I was good at time management, but I was filling every second of my time with tasks. And honestly, I was connecting my self-worth to my production. I was thinking, wow, if I got all this stuff done in a day, aren't I great? Um, so again, there is no one way of time management that's going to work for everyone. I know you and I have talked about, and you mentioned before, putting things in your calendar really helps for you. Um, for some people, that's good. For others, they take audio notes on their phone. They set alarms on their phone for like, okay, when this goes off, I'm done doing this task. Um, it's, it has to be something that will resonate for you. Um, but once you start delegating and um, figuring out that you don't have to do everything yourself, then you can kind of figure out what time management works for you. I know some people that they block out their days. They're just you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are client days and Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to work solely on my business or spend time with my kids or, you know, go for a hike, whatever it is. Um, and then other people like to do a little bit of everything every day. So it really depends on, on what works for you and what lights you up. Yeah. And I guess that's where you get to kind of like play a little bit. It's just kind of like, Seeing like for me, like you just said, the calendar works for me. Some people do the, the audio notes, some people black out time. So um, I just also encourage everybody um, just to, to play with 
each different one and see which one does resonate with you and which one like just makes that day flow that much easier. Yes, absolutely. And remember that you're not locked into if you if you choose, you're trying out a way and you choose it, try it out for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. And there's no shame in like, you know what, this, I still feel a little overwhelmed. This isn't working for me. I'm not checking my calendar as often as I should. Um, then try another option. Yeah. Options are good. I like options. Yes. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about taking the time to celebrate our accomplishments. Um, no matter if they're small or big, I think every win should be celebrated. Um, I just would like to hear your point um, on this. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because we always forget to do that, right? Again, getting back to that negative uh, negativity bias that we all have. We're thinking about our problems and things that are wrong much more than all the good out there and the good that we've accomplished. So um, I like, when I'm working with clients, I like to start every session with a celebration. The first thing I ask them is, tell me something great that happened this week. What's something we can celebrate? And I tell you, it changes the whole tone of the conversation. Because a lot of times, you know, we're gonna spend the next hour tackling problems and stress and, and you know, things that are hard. So start with a celebration. So I would encourage everyone, whether in business or your personal life, maybe at the end of each day, whether you jot it down in a notebook or you just say it out loud to yourself or your partner, say, what is something I can celebrate today? Even the tiniest thing like, you know what? Those mashed potatoes I made were amazing. <laughs> it's just something like, it can be something tiny like that. Um, just to remind yourself that you do a lot of great things every day. There are things to celebrate every single day. We just forget to remind ourselves about that. Yeah. And that is so important. Um, celebrate. And, you know, one of my mentors um, told me something and it's just like always in the, in the back of my head, because I was always focusing on like, oh, I need to do this. And I was always focusing on like the future. And he told me to stop. And he's like, you know what? Look behind you right now and see how far you have come. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That just put, when he said that, that just put everything in perspective for me. So whenever I start to get into that headspace of like, oh, I should be doing more. I'm not, I'm not moving quick enough. I'm not reaching my goals quick enough. I just take a second and I look, I like literally, I, I, I turn my head and I'm like, you know what? I have come such a long way. I've made such small little milestones and just those little wins celebrate each and every moment. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I love how you actually put some physicality to that. You literally like look behind you. I think it's just a good, sometimes when you do something with your body, then it, it connects to the mind really well. So I love that. Oh yes. Yes. So I have one final question for you, Corey. That question is what is one thing somebody could do for their health? Well, we talked about a lot of great things today. And I think that mindset, health connection, you just can't separate them. I think we all know if we're feeling in a negative mindset place that we don't feel good overall. So um, something that I found, well, two things that work really well for me are gratitude and affirmations. 
gratitude, whether I just say it out loud or keep a journal, which I do sometimes. And I write down what are three things that I'm grateful for that happened today. And it just, it makes me feel better. It makes me, okay, it wasn't all stressful stuff and problems today. And then I can look back at it and say like, oh yeah, this was a great week or month, or I may have had a few hardships, but look at all that I've accomplished. And then um, I find affirmations help a lot. You know, some people think they're corny, but I literally write things down. Like I'm exactly where I should be right now. I'm doing a great job. I will be successful. Um, I have a family who loves me. And I write it on a post-it and stick it on my laptop. I also have an app on my phone that every couple of hours sends me an affirmation. And I just think that helps my overall mindset. And that is so connected to your health. Oh, you know what? I can, I can totally relate because I do the affirmations and the post-it notes and they're like all yes. around my computer. They're like in my purse, in yes. books, I'll open them up. So I get like nice surprises. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I put that there. So right. that's, that's always nice just to have a grateful heart goes a long way. Absolutely. So if somebody wants to work with you, how do they go, how do they go to um, reach you? Sure. Um, my website is coreyzacker.com. I also hang out a lot on Instagram where I'm Corey Zacker Consulting and just send me a message and I'm happy to talk about overall well-being and helping you in your business and your life. And I'm going to put all of Corey's contact information in the show notes. So if you resonated with her today, please reach out and schedule a call with her. Corey, thank you so much for just taking the time out of your day just to hang out and chat about uh, well-being and clarity and balance. And I just appreciate all the work that you are doing. Thanks, Sydney. This was great. Wait, don't go just yet. If you like today's episode, please leave a review. This way, the message of health and wellness can get shared with others. If you ever want to hang out, you can find me on Instagram at Balance Health Now. Until next time, stay well.